Okay. You know that. Okay. Hello, hello, dear Drew McGuire. My goodness, I am. Um, absolutely delighted I can't, i'm actually i'm so excited i've been buzzing for this since we planned the date like thank you so so much for giving up your time to talk to me not at all my love my my pleasure my privilege my honor it's lovely for me to get to talk to you <laughs> i here just my kitchen table yeah i just feel like i know all here i'm in my little cozy living room uh as well and um i've got all my cozies around me and stuff my cushions and everything but i just whenever i heard your story on a podcast of it was a couple of years ago now i just couldn't even believe it it was as if it had happened in divine time because a few of the things that you've went through in your life has happened mm -hmm. to me in my life and i really have resonated with everything i listen to you on the radio now and i'm always like yes 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 and listen to you you i love i love seeing your posts on instagram and everything so i suppose deirdre for my listeners do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself and your background but i'm sure they probably know you already <laughs> well uh you know the way uh, when you're doing any of these marketing courses or anything like that, they'll tell you to uh, to figure out your elevator speech. You know, if you were if I met you in the lift and, you know, we had two floors uh, and 20 seconds to introduce ourselves, what would we say? And I would say um, my name is Deirdre McGuire. I am a mind wellness specialist. I help people get happier. Um, I show them how to see, then change the patterns of thinking that are blocking their emotional intelligence and blinding them from who they really are. And I'll always qualify it by saying, I am the proof. I have the proof because I am the proof. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's really what my whole life is about currently is two, it's two parts. One is to help people the best way I can. And the, the best way I can do that is to live in personal self-alignment mm. with the, my values. In other words, what I believe to be important is how I, want to, how I want to live my life. And, um, you know, uh, there's a, there are a lot of people out there at the minute um, and they're all doing the best they can um, with what they have. But I, I think there are a lot of kind of misinformed people or, uh, you know, people who are doing this work and uh, they don't yet have the, the depth of experience that somebody like you or myself has had um, uh, because of the, you know, the traumas that we've been through. So that's yeah. the, the short version. I help people get happier. Today, I'll say that I've never been older. Uh, I'm 66. I've never been older. I've never been fitter. And I've never been happier. And I actually said that on the radio this morning. Yeah, uh, I heard. <laughs> okay, because I, I know that happiness, and this is what I love, happiness is a skill you know, I used to think, um, first of all, I thought I could never be happy. And secondly, I thought the level of happiness that I had was where I had to stay. That's as good as it gets, Deirdre. And I definitely know that's not true today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very exciting times we're living in. And um, I I hunger for more and more knowledge. You know, I nothing I love more than a, a podcast. That's why I love doing podcasts, mm -hmm. because 
we're sharing from the heart. We're sharing our own personal experience. And you, you really can't hide who you are when you go on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you just, I think it's that is what people actually need. And like you say, we're, for me, I am the same. It's really exciting times. I am like, this is amazing to start to even want to understand this. But do you, do you still get, because I this is my problem, like my own boyfriend, some of my family members, my friends, then they just think I'm cuckoo. They think, yeah, right, like it's life's hard, like you're like BS kind of thing. But I'm like, no, if you, I promise you, you can and you will if you just do little steps every day. If you want to, if you really want to, you can. What do you say to people, you know, the critics or the, because even on the radio, this morning you know that's actually what he said then when you had talked about the three steps and then he's like what but uh, you know what how, how does everybody get there kind of thing what do you say to that well um one of the things that I say is it's not very crowded on the extra mile mm. it's oh, not I very know. crowded when you go the extra mile it's not so crowded there it's not for everybody not everybody goes that extra mile um and that's okay and as one who back in the day oh my mission in life was to fix everybody and I wanted to fix you and fix you and they need fixed and they need fixed and that's really quite toxic it's very toxic to live in that way um and when you have when you get sick and tired of that when you get slapped about the face enough when people, you know, you walk into a room and people walk out of it, what that means is you're actually in the wrong room. Mm. Okay. You're in the wrong room. Yeah. Yeah. So, honor people and allow people to have their journey. So you don't need to, it's not your job to fix anybody. You're, as I said this morning on the radio, and I say this often, be the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. The lighthouse doesn't run up and down the coast trying to fix people. Mm-hmm. The lighthouse just stays in one spot and gives out its light. The lighthouse is very true to itself, you know. Oh, and I love that. That's what I want. That's what I aspire to do. And that's what I want for others. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been a slave to helping others. And I witness people uh, doing the same thing, you know, even in my own family and, you know, my extended family. I, I witness people um, almost sacrificing their own life to, to the service of others. And what I would always ask them is, what's the payoff? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. There is a payoff in it. And they say, well, I don't, I don't want to do it, but I have to take care of other people. And I would challenge them on that and say, no, no, there's a payoff in it. There's always a payoff in whatever we're doing. What is the, the secondary gain? Okay. I'll tell you this. I'll give it. This is a really good story, Tara. Um, way back in the day when I first started doing this work, and uh, I again I share this story often because it was so powerful to me at the time. I had just started doing this work. I was in twelve uh, step recovery. Um, I was in Al-Anon, which is twelve um, uh, step movement, and I had finally started to hear words that I needed to hear. So I'd, I'd made this for new friend and uh, there was a whole group of us. And anyway, this friend phoned me up one day and 
I have to set the context for it as well. In 12-step recovery, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but in 12-step recovery, uh, the key is that we are anonymous. So we don't know each other's surnames. We don't even know what we work at. We don't know anything. So all I knew, this friend, all I knew was his first name. And like he was Peter and I was Deirdre. And we had each other's phone numbers and there was a whole group of us. Anyway, he phoned me up one, and we always supported each other. So he randomly phoned me one Saturday morning. And that stage I was living in Belfast. And uh, he he said, well, what are you at today, Deirdre? And um, I said, well, I have, to, um, I, have to, I have to go to the shop and I have to get a card. It's my mother's birthday and I have to get her a present. And then I have to do the shopping and then I have to come back here and I have to um, tidy out, I've changed the bed sheets and then I have to go down to Newcastle and deliver the present. And and he let me go on and on. And, and, then, and, and, yeah, yeah. And then he said, okay, Deirdre, I want you to say that to me again. And I want you to say, I choose. And I went, no, 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 you don't get it. I don't choose. I have to get the birthday card. I have to get the present. I have to go to Newcastle. I have to. And that represented how I led my life at that Mm -hmm. stage, how I lived my life. You know, I used to say, it would say on my headstone, you can't not. You can't not go to the family do. You can't not do this. You can't not because that's how I live my life. And it's not how I live my life today because today I really do know that I we we all have choices. We, we don't, some of us don't know that we have choices, mm-hmm. but when you do know you have choices, some of it's not comfortable yeah. because that yeah. means actually when you take on the belief and admit that you have choices, what comes with that is responsibility. So you are actually responsible for your own life. Yeah, and nobody else is. And you take that power and you say, well, I'm sorry if that offends you or you're not happy with my choice, but I'm looking after me. That's been my biggest, biggest learning over the last couple of years since I got sick. I I was like you say I was like oh no I have to I have to it's their 30th birthday like it's a big day like I have to be there and like I don't even know how or who exactly it was I do know Stephen my partner like he was very much like you don't have to do anything and I was like but they're they've been so good to me and they they just sent me this like I have to at least go and show no see now I am getting there I'm still getting there but yes yes I understand it's okay to have boundaries it's okay to feel how you feel and and go inside and go mm, can I actually do that today Did I actually have the energy to do that or do I even really want to and say no like so I love that yeah and and um so my question to you would be what has been the gift now I heard you saying there I got sick so is it true that you got sick Mm. okay so uh what you were saying there about because that, that's why I was like oh and then and 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 that day goes on and on and on and that's that that was me that was my life do you know what I actually could have put in I think about a month ago I could have put in to get my apply for my driving license again I still haven't because I'm enjoying the fact that I can say no sorry I, I can't get there you know um but so I Similar to you, and whenever this is what I actually I 
I wept tears when I first heard your your voice. I don't even remember whose podcast it was on. Honestly, I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago. And so you had been through a loss, a big, big loss. And I had been my first love. I lost him. And it took me a long time to get over that. And I know I now think in hindsight, maybe I, I, I will I never go over it. And I thought I did. And I was running away. I was running doing all this travels and oh yeah I'm doing all this amazing stuff I'm so excited but I also my mental health was not good and I know I was actually escaping and then at the same time I thought I had to do this I thought I had to be here I thought I had to be there and I was honestly like making myself sick by never stopping I actually had a job that I had to drive around uh, the whole of the north and like bordering counties and I had to quit it because I had too much time in the car with my own thoughts. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, I couldn't deal with right. it. That's how bad it was getting. So I, I do know now that I did develop brain cancer as a result of my, like my, my headaches and everything was screaming at me. You need to go and get an MRI. You need to go and sort out like what's going on here. But I just, oh, I just wasn't ready. I just didn't want to. And now I have way more peace, way more happiness, way more contentment, way more like I actually see the world and I know that you're the same. And that's what I want to in this podcast. That's what I want people to. This is two of us on completely separate journeys. We're completely different ages and everything. We've seen completely different things. But yet we know what we mean when we say like it's like an inner knowing it's actually starting to respect yourself and your own, well, hold on a minute. What do I actually need? Let me go inside for a bit and not just, oh, like I'll just rush and do that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah it's like um, the story may be different, but the pain's the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, the pain that was driving us to avoidance behavior and running away. And, you know, the thing is, you know, you can never get away from yourself. And, and and the beauty of it is that when someone shows you or when life shows you that you don't need to get away from yourself because you actually have all the resources within you. And that's what my work today is about, is about showing people how they have all their own resources. And um, and I love I love that. I love when people get the aha moment and they go, oh, my God, like I have um, I have. Uh, created my own system now I have a system that I've created it's called the stress solution system and it it you know it's a consolidation of everything over the last you know 25 years I've been 25 years on my journey and uh do you want to just tell listeners um as well as much as you're comfortable to share or whatever about what your traumas and the the awful things that you have no, I tell you I'll tell you anything or everything. I, I, I know, knew that would be your answer. <laughs> I know secrets at all, not at all. Uh, so um, 22 years ago, 22 years ago, um, my father, my darling father, um, my hero, my mentor, um, outwardly uh, successful and generous, very generous businessman. People still talk about him in the town, about your dad here all the time your daddy was a great man and uh, but uh, so on the outside he had everything I'm the eldest of five 
children. Uh, he had a wife who loved him. He had children who loved him. He had grandchildren who loved him. He was 72 and he couldn't be here anymore. And so he took his own life. Um, he actually drowned himself in a river. And, uh, you know, I had made it my mission at that point was to save my dad. You know, he didn't just turn up one day and decide he would kill himself. This stuff had been festering in him. This pain had been festering in him for years. And um, ultimately he was left with the only option that he thought he had and took his own life. Um, so when he died, I felt like I was a failure. Um, and that was the lowest point in my life that I couldn't save him. And, uh, so I started searching, uh, searching for answers, trying to find the answers and um, always why, why? I mean, why do people have to die? Do you? And I remember, you know, I remember going everywhere and I remember actually meeting this girl um, and she had nearly died. She had tr tried to hang herself in a hospital and uh, had failed and uh, successfully lived and she I wanted to talk to because I wanted to know where were her thoughts, where she, you know, she said she loved her children. And I thought, well, why would you do that? Yeah. And what I've come to know subsequently, and I've done a lot of work around, I work with people who are suicidal today. Uh, one of the common uh, thoughts at that time is uh, people would be better off without me. Um, you know, and I've literally worked with uh, now I've worked with thousands of people and not all of them suicidal, but I've worked with a significant number of people who are suicidal. And thankfully, they get to me. Before they're uh, they're actually dead, but they've had a few goals at it. And this is the interesting thing that they can they can go from the suicidal thought, you know, actually, it'd be better if I wasn't here to the complete opposite the complete opposite wow you know oh my god i am so look at this i've got this and this and this and this so that's that's what thoughts are and the thing is we believe our thoughts so when i teach people how to think differently and and their perception of the world is a difference so we, perception drives our life mm. and our the perception that we have about life is based on the beliefs that we have and the beliefs we have about life are based on the memories, the experiences that we have. So mm -hmm. those memories, those experiences um, feel very real, but they're not actually real now. And they do not need to define who we are. So um, today I carry the message for my father. I am at peace with my father's death. I love my father and I can release the pain instead of thinking, well, you know, why couldn't I save him? You know, what is my what is my belief about death? What is my belief about um, where my father is? What is my belief? All these things all need addressed. And when you address each one of those and make peace, you know, make peace with it. I'm not saying I, you know, I wish it hadn't happened, but, you know, it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. So there's no point in, you know, wearing black for the rest of my life and crying into, you know, so, so I have figured out, but it's very understandable that people would do that. Mm -hmm. I do understand why people would do that based on 
the, 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 the limited knowledge that they have about how the mind and body works. So when you understand how the mind and body works and you know you can change it, and I'm, my life's not perfect. You know, I, I get triggered, I get cross, I get sad. I, it's not about not feeling, you know, difficult feelings. Yeah, because we're human. We're still human. Well, that is human. That's what to be human is. Uh-huh. It's not like the person who's happy is not a human that's a human aspect yeah, true true life. yeah you know? I think that's what I struggle to try and get across to people like yeah I have been through a lot like and you know there's even more on top of that like my mom was she's got MS and we've been told I mean for the last 10 years like oh that you know she's going she's going like she's really and it's just you have to I think that's why I really wanted to get you on because I'm still in the process of me trying to understand how can I tell people how I'm able to keep going how like I know that I've been through a lot I know it's been like probably how do you keep going Tara very simply how do you keep going honestly because I feel so so blessed in this moment like right now that yeah that that is it yeah yeah, you know, I remember the year after I was diagnosed with cancer, then that's another part of my story. Yeah, so my father died 22 that. years ago. But were you then, at this point Were you was this because you were still quite grieving and you were maybe still, you know, like you were saying about running about wearing black for the rest of my life. Were you still at that phase? No, I, I what I realized was that if I did not stop thinking the way I was thinking, you know, as I say, stress, the posh word for fear. Yes. Had been driving me all my life, you know, just like my father before me, this is multi-generational. We, we copy them, we model what we see. So we copy them. So change had to happen. Change had to happen, you know, and this is what I say today. I have it on my post-it notes. I say to my clients, change is just unfamiliar Mm. otherwise it wouldn't be change Mm. so what Mm. i want you to do is get familiar with the unfamiliar get comfortable with the uncomfortable get comfortable with change because if you stay the same and, and you know there's a basic human need that we have is for safety that's our first call we what we need safety so in order in order to feel safe certain things need to stay the same Okay, but then the next one after that is we need uncertainty. We need because if everything was the same all the time, we'd be bored, stupid. So we need we need uncertainty. We need things. Well, I don't know what's going to happen in this podcast, or I don't know what's going to happen, and we need that because that's variety. And that's how we grow as well. We're ever going to have any growth that we have to. Oh, like what's well, going to happen? If you look at a plant, you look at a plant, and you look at a cup flower. The cup flowers in Tesco's are all dying. Mm-hmm. okay they're dying mm-hmm. okay you look at a plant a plant is growing so we are either growing or dying am i growing or dying is this expanding my life or is it the same old same old mm-hmm. so when you get more familiar with moving out of your comfort zone and i know you follow me so you know that i do the ice bath i have an yes. ice bath oh and i'm still not brave enough hopefully one day tell us about that tell us about the journey the reason I do you can I mean you can do it today um and it doesn't take courage it just takes 
um, a willingness, a willingness. Okay. So all you all you need to do is when you get into the shower that you turn the water cold and turn it hot again. That's I do cry. No, I do do that. I do do that. But then I, I I just can't wait for it to go back to the warm. So 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 when you can keep company with that feeling, I can't wait for it to go back to warm. Mm-hmm. When you're standing in the shower and it's like, oh my god, and it's freezing. The shower is hard. It's hard, nearly harder than the ice bath oh, because yeah. the water just comes down and it's freezing, and you're like. Oh my God. And when you can stay in that for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and the next time you do it for a wee bit longer, 35 seconds, 40 seconds, this is, we don't need epic turnarounds. Mm-hmm. You know, epic turnarounds are for the, the films, the movies, Hollywood. Yeah, true. What, what we need is low set, you know, where the bar is set low, where you have just a week, maybe I could do two more seconds. Mm. And, and if I do it well and good, and if I don't do it, that's okay too. So one of the things that has really helped me just to clarify it is that I have an ice bath. And when I say I have an ice bath, there's no ice in it, okay? It's a tub that I can get into. I'm lucky that I have a bedroom with a balcony on it. And I have my ice bath, which is a, it's a tub that builders mix cement in. And uh, so I fill that with water. And it's filled now. It's actually emptied at the minute because I'm cleaning it and I clean it today and then fill it again. And then it's the same water for maybe a week. And every morning I have a a routine and every morning, but not every single morning. Now I didn't do it this morning because the water wasn't there. So, um, but what I do is I, um, when I get up, I go out and get into the bath. Now I do not spend even 10 minutes in the bath. This is how I do it and it works for me. I go and I get into the bath quietly. I don't get in and go, oh my God, it's freezing, it's freezing, it's freezing. No, because what I'm actually doing is overriding my system. Mm. Because when we do things that we don't want to do, the stress response is activated. And when we do things that are not familiar, the stress response is activated. And what we want to do is learn how to override the system. So the stress response is an automatic response in your body. Okay. So you don't have choice over it. It just happens. You go, something stresses you. So what we want to do is take control of that more, more and more. Okay. You're not always be able to control it completely. And you actually need it. It's a good thing. If you're, if you went into a bank and you're standing in the queue in the bank and robbers come in and they say, hit the deck. You need your stress response. Yeah. You need to hit the deck. Or, okay, so we do need our stress response. But the only thing is that we have, it's got, we're using it too much in these days of, you know, in modern society where we're constantly being stimulated. Our minds is constantly being stimulated. Like sometimes we achieve in a week, but other people achieved in 10 years, you know, a long time ago. So, so we're we're overstimulated at the minute. Therefore, the stress response is activated a lot. So what we do is we want to override it. So this is how I do it. Um, I There's not very often that I want to get into the ice bath. The, the odd day where I think, oh, it's really it's in the summertime. I might want to get oh, into yeah, it. True. There's not many times that I go, I am jumping to get into that cold water. That's not my experience. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. But when I see it and I go, I'm going to do that because I know the payoff. 
Because when I know how to do the hard thing, to do a thing I don't want to do, I can I use that same experience to create my business, to expand my business, to mm. you know, last week, um, Kate here with me, uh, my able assistant, um, Kate and I together um, did our first few corporate gigs, and it was big. That was a big milestone for me, but the, and it was hugely successful. And wow. the reason it was able to happen like that is because I get into the ice bath every day because yeah. I taught myself to get comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling, you know, that feeling, oh God, I don't want to do it, you know. Um, so when you do that, however you do it, if you think, you know, maybe tomorrow I will turn the water cold and I'll do it for two seconds. And that's all. But you've even the very act of doing that, Tara, is changing the neurology of your brain. Mm. I am not a doctor and I am not a scientist, but I do know what I know. I know and, what I know. Oh, running out of time. That's handsome. Okay, so it's okay. 10 minutes I've got. Um, so just I suppose for people that are like whoa that's crazy why would you put yourself into a stressful situation I wonder you because you are saying you are feeling you are allowing that little bit of stress to go up but so what try just to try to for people that aren't in this space at all you know to, yeah. why would you want to do that and why is it a good thing to bring stress in it's um it's all it is 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 an unfamiliar situation we call it stress we call it fear but it's actually a chemical response in your body and that's all it is so when you understand that and you can become the watcher of your mind when you can see the thought for what it is you know see the thought for what it is it's not who you are who you are is amazing who you are is incredible who you are is a diamond this is who you are who you are is a beautiful, amazing, ah. incredible diamond. Uh, yeah. That's who you are. You're perfect. You just came into an imperfect world. And all you did was cover it up. You know, when I say an imperfect world, I mean that your primary caregivers had problems, you know, and if they were sitting in front of me, I would say the same thing to them. Yeah. They didn't know the tools to heal or they didn't know they were doing anything oh. wrong. And that's what I actually... I do talk to my own parents about like you didn't do you didn't know any better you did everything you possibly could you know and now I'm on my own healing journey and they have to be on their own it's funny you say about the diamond so I have like my little page and then I'm hoping so much to be like following your footsteps and I have a little kind of plan okay I'm going I'll call you I'm going to call you on this Tara I want you to take the word hoping out of it okay, okay yeah yeah I'm hoping I'm planning Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm actually going to write that down just so that I'm like, dear Drew McGuire told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I am planning. This is my plan. Okay. Not I'm trying. So if I, this is what I say to clients, like say, so I will, I'll give them a pen and I'll say, I want you to try and lift that. So the, so the, they always lift it. And I go, no, 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 no. I want you to try and lift it. Mm. And they go, well, I am doing it. No, no, no. You're lifting it trying the presumed okay. truth behind the word trying and hoping right your language is this is a message that you're sending to your brain 
So yeah, when you true. say, when you say, I am planning to be like you, Deirdre, I am planning to be, that's a different thing. That's a plan. Okay. I'm yeah. hoping, I'm hoping is, it's. Yeah, I know. That means I'm still in a bit of fear. I'm still holding. Yeah, I know that. I totally, I know that. And it's annoying because then I, I do still like, doubt myself. But yeah, no, thank you. That was actually so good. I've written that down. I'm planning. And you know what? I know I'm going to be so inspired coming off this chat now that I'll be going and I'll be woo with my plans. I know I will. But I see the diamond that you just mentioned as the rainbow. And that's what that's what it's been since I was going up to chemotherapy every single day. I was seeing rainbows in the sky and I don't know if that's normal to see them every single day, but I did. And I just would cry Beautiful. and I was like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. And now that's my diamond. I am going to share with the world, hopefully. Hi. Well, I, I am planning to share with the world. I am planning to share with the world. I already have started. Oh, that's why I did the page. And yeah, I want people to know you can feel better even if you've been told you're terminal and you've got 14 to 16 months to live if you do Sarah, this we're all terminal exactly that's what I try and tell people my friends and all be like you need to be more careful and oh no you can rest and we'll like don't worry about you coming and I'm like no I want to go like I will be okay I'm I'm probably even more able than a lot of you <laughs> exactly exactly oh. it's been so lovely to talk to you today and uh such a privilege and an honor tara uh, i know oh, what it's like. well dear we both know what it's like like honestly i i would say you have really helped me and inspired me when i was because like we said we are only human and i do still we have... are not we're only human we're absolutely human and that's you know that's the excitement of this journey to, you know, to actually to make peace with death. And I think that when you've had a, a cancer diagnosis that you have had to learn how to make peace with death. But the biggest thing is make sure you're alive. Make sure that when death comes for you, it finds you alive. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. I, you know, I'm obsessed with like watching people that are and they're over a hundred and they literally have right. the fullest most amazing life and they are so happy and they feel like excited still by everything and I nearly do feel that I'm like back to like that, that childhood excitement at the smallest thing like I can just see out the window there that my flowers out the front are growing just because of that big rain fall down and I, I'm just like oh I'm so excited about that like that's so small and silly but I have that Childy. On the contrary, Andre, that 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 childlike, it's not childish, it's childlike. It's a mm. childlike enthusiasm for life. Mm. Never lose it. No. Embrace that. Embrace that. And you know, if we could bottle that and sell it, people oh. would would be, you know, you'd be a millionaire. So know. you know, embrace that, honor that, and honor your childlike enthusiasm because no one, no one has lived your life. No one, only you has lived your life, Tara. Mm -hmm. And no one, only me. I, I remember this recently when you know I wanted to go on a trip I went I, if you follow me you see I went on a cruise yeah. do you know how much it took for me the courage it took for me to actually give myself permission mm -hmm. to do that to actually rest and have fun and go on an expensive it was an expensive trip for me to spend that money on me I had to get out of my comfort zone mm. and um the more I realized you, you deserve it and you needed it 
Well, the, the more you do it, the more momentum it gains. Like, mm. um, it's like, you know, the snowball becomes the snowman. If you've ever made a snowball, you, you start with a wee snowball and you're trying to make it move and then suddenly it gains weight and it and then suddenly you've got this whole snowman. And yeah. it's the same for limiting beliefs as it is for the empowering beliefs. If you take a limiting belief that I don't deserve it and I'm not good enough and all of that, well, if you keep doing that, then it gets bigger. So what are you choosing to believe? I'm choosing to believe that, um, you know, I am life. I am the expression of life. Yeah. Not I am not good enough. I don't deserve it. I'm too old. I'm too this. No, no. I am the expression of life. Like when you live by those, these, these are my pillars of truth that I teach my people. I am the expression of life. You are the expression of life. We are all one. We're all one humanity. And life source has got my back always. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we can heal, then so can you. If I can do it, so can you. If yeah. I can get out of that fear, so can you, because we're mm-hmm. all on this together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. It's so exciting. To, do you want to just tell the listeners then where they can find you and a little, just maybe a little bit about the, your steps? Oh, well, the easiest thing is DeirdreMcGuire.com. And uh, you can go to my website. I'm on Instagram, Deirdre.McGuire on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on the radio. On, Facebook, I'm on U105 with Frank Mitchell on a Monday. That's good, always good crack. And uh, yeah, and I'm also, and I, I'm now in corporate. We're moving into corporate so that we can help a lot of people. Um, I'm bringing out a new product, a beautiful new 21-day peaceful, powerful you. This is a first. You're the first to hear this, Tara. Woo! Um, my, um, I'm doing a, a 21-day a journey back to you and it's a 21 day meditative um, progress process um peaceful powerful you it's coming out soon and uh yeah lots and lots of things going on and lots of free stuff too i've got a um, youtube channel wisdom of ireland dot com and lots of free stuff there so and if you sign up to our um email um, you'll get a freebie. I've got lots of free stuff there too. So, oh, so it seems me less than a minute, Tara. So, oh. of course, we've got the rest of our lives, my love. Absolutely, you agree. I hope, I hope I have the pleasure of meeting you in person someday soon. Absolutely. Like I just, I just love your work. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to me. Loved it. And thank you, thank you, Tara, for um, interviewing me here today. And all the very best with your future and everything that you're doing. You're an amazing young woman and all the very best with everything. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Not at all, my love. All right, you take care. (laughs) And you too, you too. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.